0: Well, here we are. On Monday, we talked about war. Today, we're gonna talk about nations, and I think I'm gonna attempt to tie the idea of war and nations together. As you all know, my monologues are very experimental. Uh, I prepare a very limited outline. Uh, I don't usually have a lot of talking points, so I just flow, and it's one take, I don't do any editing and I publish it. The idea of nations is something that has been, uh, very interesting to me for a while now. I think in 2020, I wrote a paper on nationalism or the idea of nationalism, uh, which to me is, uh, a, uh, a, a, a political philosophy that speaks to the idea of oneness underneath a national identity and my, my paper was trying to make this argument that nationalism is not necessarily a bad thing and usually gets grouped into this category where it, it's synonymous with fascism which I vehemently disagree with although it is possible that nationalism is an on to fascism. Again, to me, nationalism is a political philosophy that pushes for oneness under the umbrella of national identity. So the way that individuals or groups associate themselves with their nation or their understanding of their nation and the way they integrate that oneness or nationality into their identity that nationalism and then if i think about nationalism in a more practical sense that seems like uh something a government would espouse uh if the government is seeking to achieve achieve some type of political end that requires uh consensus from uh individuals or groups so a nationalist political philosophy or ideology to me requires these individuals or groups to sacrifice their own interest in the interest of the nation. When we, when we get to fascism, I believe that that is the actual implementation of the national interest, but also a reaction to liberalism. So in many ways, the fascists are in opposition to liberalism and believe that liberalism plagues uh, the national interest or uh, holds back society in some way, shape or form. So I don't want to core i I don't want to fully connect nationalism to fascism because maybe again nationalism is an unwrap to fascism but maybe nationalist politic uh political philosophy maybe the philosophy is an idea in the mind of the nationalist but but maybe it isn't possible to or hasn't been uh, uh implemented into uh the governance structure meaning You can espouse nationalist beliefs or tap into nationalist sentiment, but you may not change or augment the actual uh, power structure or the governance structure. So, oftentimes, you hear people cite examples of nationalism and they'll say, they'll point to Adolf Hitler or Benito Mussolini. And I don't know that nationalism is always that extreme. I think the, I think Hitler Mussolini th- those are extreme examples of you know nationalist sentiment that led to these fascist autocratic forms of governance and in those scenarios maybe nationalism uh, took power from the people uh, structurally and uh, gave that authority to. The government, but I don't know that the nationalist is always seeking to actually implement illiberal political structure. Maybe, maybe the nationalist, maybe the nationalists are trying to create or drive some type of oneness to, to uh, gain consensus to achieve some form of political end, but if nations go to war or if if nation states go to war or if states declare war with one another what is a state what is the composition of a state how how do states get constructed what gives people the belief in their nation what makes people proud to wear their national identity on their sleeve what Is there a spectrum of ways that people interact with their national identity, depending on where they're from? Is a strong national identity a requirement for the existence of a state? What happens if the national identity is weak? Does that mean that state could be threatened by challengers more easily? These are just questions that I have. Uh, if if nations go to war with other nations, what is the nation? Is it an idea? Is it a fiction? Is it a belief system? Is it something physical that you can point to? I was reading this uh, this piece by this uh, publication called triple canopy canopy, canopy canopycanopy dot com. It's a pretty leftist publication, but it is fascinating because one of the pieces was titled Unknown States, and it explored the idea of uh, the construction of a nation or the construction of the national identity nationalities. And it looked at the fictions that are integrated into ideas of oneness through art. And it it, it blew my mind because when we we try to zoom into the fiction of nationality, what are we talking about? Like in the West, maybe there are fictions uh, that have been sowed through ideas of American exceptionalism. Maybe those fictions become entrenched in a belief system or an idea of connectedness with others that share the same national identity do these national identities interact with each other in war what is what is the interaction that's taking place if if i'm in if i'm in the united states how does my national identity interact with the national identity of somebody from china if i'm in finland what do i know about my national identity what seeds have been planted into my mind, how does that national identity interact with somebody in Russia? Is there a strong national identity in Ukraine that is different than the national identity of Russia? How does the Russian national identity diverge from the USSR's national identity? I don't know. These are questions I'm asking. Is national identity at the root of interactions between nations. How does the national identity uh, or the perception of the national identity affect the way that politicians communicate with citizens? How does it affect the way that politicians interact in international relations? If I'm a politician in, Finland and I'm at a conference interacting with other nations am I interacting with them from a perspective of my national identity how does national identity connect to national interests like at the root of realpolitik or realism uh, is the realist coming from a place of strong look from a strong sense of national identity or oneness or a commitment to their nation. Is that patriotism? I read a lot of the scholarship that uh, talks about patriotism and nationalism, and it tries to separate them, which I think is a joke. Uh, I think there were some Swedish uh, scholars that were publishing articles in uh, foreign uh, foreign affairs. And the first paragraph tried to separate patriotism from nationalism, assuming that nationalism is bad and patriotism is good. And the two are separate from each other, which I vehemently disagree with. There's a book that many of my friends who have explored nationality with me uh, have read called Imagined Communities. And imagined communities studies the idea of nations or nationalities under, uh, the assumption that nations are the socially constructed bodies where a and B agree on an idea. Let's say they agree on their nationality. And then a and B passes that understanding of nationality down to C C gets married and has kids C and D take that understanding that came from A and B, they pass it down to uh, EFG. My, my point is is that the social constructionists will argue that ideas are formed and then uh, s- systematically uh, uh, pushed down to uh, other individuals in the community. And how big can the community be? How big can it scale? In China, uh, 1.4, 1.5 billion people. In the United States, 350, 370 million people. Is there a real oneness? Can you know tens of millions of people? There are studies that talk about the fact that most people can only associate themselves with or uh, have meaningful interactions with a few people and may only be able to keep track of 150 or 200 people at any given moment, you you can't form a nation off of that structural limitation off of the limitation of the individual. So what do you do? Do you create fictional narratives? Do, Do you come up with ideas like the American dream? Do you tap into, uh, the flag or the way that people look at the flag? Like how do you construct a nation that is legitimate enough where it can express its interest, uh, in, uh, in relations with other nations, like, like what, what leads up to, what is it about the national identity that leads up to war there's three different ways that studies on nationalism look at this, look at the construction of national identity, if I can remember them off the top of my head. One is religious nationalism. The other one is ethnic nationalism. And I believe the third is post-colonial nationalism. Post-colonial, I believe, refers to how, how does the exit of colonialist create openings for new associations with oneness with the national identity religious nationalism seeks to understand how this oneness is created through identifications with religious beliefs or religious institutions and then ethnic ethnic nationalism uh, looks at how ethnic ethnic groups create oneness with in their group now i don't know that all religious ethnic groups have the ability to structure national identity or have the ability to install that national identity into their society But, but we know groups go to war over these disagreements on you know Via ethnic or religious conflict. So, uh, if you have a, if you have an ethnic nationalist movement, these are questions that I'm thinking about. Does like like to me? If you think about nationalism in general, the, the idea is that individuals and groups will make their interests secondary secondary to that of the nation what about the groups that are marginalized in some way shape or form and don't have the ability or the resources to sacrifice their interests to the interest of the overall national body or the national group what if the political philosophy espoused by nationalist uh further marginalizes groups that are already struggling to uh interact with political institutions like how does nationalism play into xenophobia you know somebody asked me yesterday what xenophobia is and uh uh the basic Definition for xenophobia, in case you're wondering, is the dislike or pre- prejudice against people from other countries, or in this context, people from other nations. And if if the national identity is constructed through uh, socializing ideas in uh, through groups and institutions. Uh, Is that language, is the national identity created through language? Is it, is it certain words or, uh, structures of, uh, words like language structures that affirm a connectedness or a national identity then what is xenophobia? What, what is the benefit of a group of people to express detail or excuse me dislike of or prejudice against people for, from other countries like you know i've looked at the data i've looked at some of the research i've taken classes with professors that tried to find correlations between the way that politicians express their ideas on immigration and uh, tr- try to find connections between when those ideas are expressed in policy making but but is is a, do countries, nations, nationalities re- seek to obstruct other people, people of other nationalities f- through xenophobia by creating these language structures or these barriers that identify who is a part of the nation and who, who is not a part of the nation? not just for po- policymaking ends, but is, th- is this a form of protection that people institute? Why, like, what is xenophobia? Why does it exist? How does it interact with nationality? Is the only benefit to oneness or uh, nationality to keep states in power? Are there other benefits? The, the left is the anarchists are going to argue for statelessness. So an, an anarchist would say that there is no need for uh, s- states or the end they would seek to achieve is the idea of statelessness. And then if you get into Web3 or cryptocurrency, There's those that would argue that uh, detachment from the central banking system would allow people to come up with broader identifications that are beyond what is available through the national identity. Like if if the metaverse was a a ecosystem of connectedness uh, globally would one need to have a national identity or or could they come up with a freer form of association that uh, could benefit them more broadly i don't know i definitely don't endorse the libertarian thinking on uh associations uh but, but I, I i'm not really here to talk about libertarians so I think that people assume that they know what their national identity is because it's on their passport. And, uh, maybe there are a lot of structures in various societies that, that actually teach people how to associate with their nation for me growing up and for a lot of Americans, one of the ways that we are programmed to associate with our nation is through the pledge of allegiance. Uh, another way that we're taught to associate with our nation is the belief that we can achieve anything in this country and that our system is inherently meritocratic, right? And you can see that in the political philosophy that taps into the laws of nature or in the idea in the constitution that says that everyone has uh, equal access to life liberty, and justice. But, but, but when you look at how these uh, ideas play out in reality, everyone is not created equal. Everyone does not have equal access to life, liberty, and justice. It actually takes resources to uh, protect one's life, to access liberties, and to pursue justice, it takes resources, education uh, capital, connections, network. So th- these one of the fictions I believe that exist in the uh, American identity, the United States identity is that there are these innate, That that there are these innate powers or capabilities that human beings are born with, and what I think it does is it allows Americans to think in this maybe Christian way, where you have these categories of good and bad. So good has access to the innateness of life, liberty, and justice, but bad doesn't have access to life liberty and justice to me that's like a very christian way to think about uh innateness right like in 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 the bible uh in christianity you have this interaction uh that's structured through the trinity you know you have this triangle god the son and the holy spirit what is the holy spirit itself What is self-evident in ideas of the Holy Spirit that you can interact with uh, the Son, Jesus Christ, and God? And so this, this innate idea, this innate expression of self through the Holy Spirit, to me, that is the backbone of or one of the backbones of national identity in the United States, regardless of if you are Christian. You, you could be an atheist, you, you could be a um, Muslim, Catholic, Mormon, a Scientologist. At At the end of the day, if you're interacting with political institutions in the United States, it's implied that you have these innate abilities or characteristics that you're born with that you will be able to express as a member of this nation or nationality. And then, is that the root of how states justify uh, war? A need to protect this oneness, this national identity? What, what is the argument that states make when they want to expand their uh, national identity to include a broader set of groups through force. Is is their ideas on nationality superior to other nations? Is that like the root of like pro liberal democratic arguments versus anti autocratic arguments? That your nationality is rooted in your interactions with your government. So if my nationality is connected to ideas of liberalism, and then my nation tells me that liberalism is the superior form of governance, and it should be expanded across the globe in the form of U S hegemony. What fictions does my nation have to indoctrinate me in to agree to that expansion through U.S. hegemony? Now I'm not making a anti U.S. hegemony argument. I actually am all for the continuation of uh, U.S. hegemony, but that continuation is in opposition with other nations, other nationalities, other national interests. Why? What is the tension between one's identification with their nation and and others' identifications with their nations? Can you be anti-China and not xenophobic? Can you be pro-Ukraine and not uh, anti-Russian? Can you be pro-America, but but not for uh, atrocity? What's the limit of nationality? How do nationalities interact with other nationalities when... National identity seems rife with fiction. Think about the nations that erase history. Like, there there are many nations that have erased history that shows that uh, they engaged in genocide. Like, they try to take it out of the history books. What happened in China in 1989 in Tiananmen Square? W- why? W- what What? what was in the body of politic or what was in citizens in china where they were able to achieve a form of collective action on a pro-liberal democratic movement why was the government in opposition to that why was the government willing to use force to tamp down on liberal democratic ideas If 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 your national identity is constructed in an environment where you have these very firm, rigid, top-down governance structures, does the autocrat have more control over the way that one perceives their nationality than, than a liberal democratic government? Or is the way that the national identity gets installed into uh, communities is is it just different? Do you just pull different levers? It's, it's not like nationalist movements only happen in uh, in autocracies and 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 you have um, a lot of arguments about these various strands of nationalism that are emerging in the united states including white nationalism but what is white nationalism is that white people in america that are using weaponizing their conceptions of self or group in connection to their nationality? Is that what that is? Our group should dominate all other groups. What's the difference if a nationalist movement emerges? People will say top-down, bottom-up. But if it, if it's bottom-up, is that white nationalism? Is that a movement that emerges through the people? If it's top-down, is that a nationalist movement that emerges from the government, from a president, from a leader, a head of state, like, like who, who has control of a top-down nationalist movement? And then are like, say that my group believes that its interests are being marginalized and it may not have the most legitimate means to move its interest forward by engaging political institutions now, at what point does my group respond by taking uh, domestic conceptions of national identity and Im- embedding them into uh, my own specific group's interest or need to achieve power? Right, because nationalism to me is just ideas; it's ideology. But I don't, I don't know that it always correlates with. A power structure, or th- that it is always connected to like, like maybe maybe nationalism is a, a transient state, one that comes and goes, depending on uh conditions, thinking, uh interest of the state. But what is it? What, what is there to point to? How could I quantify nationalism? What, what are the pros of nationalism? What are the cons? Is it just cons? If I want to preserve or expand the power of my country, does that mean that I am in opposition to national identities or nationalities that don't conform to preserving the power of my country. I don't know. These are just thoughts that have been on my mind for a while. And I, I really want to understand more deeply, like what, what is interacting with what are the interactions that are taking place when states are able to go to war with consensus from citizens? And is, is, is the root of that consensus oneness? And is that oneness nationality? Anyways, we're in the bookstore right now and that this is what I got for you. I'll see you on Friday.